Don't fight over me. Then why don't we split the order? It's only fair. No, wait, no, I'm buying, I make the rules. I actually do want you to fight over me. I want to be wined and dined at 69. Thanks for tuning in. This is Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is the No Structure Podcast. No Structure. <laughs> episode 69 he 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 very nice very nice if you were expecting us to be mature about the title uh sorry yeah we were immature last week and we haven't even got to 69 yet <laughs> I know, we're already laughing last week about this and oh, this has man. nothing to do with that fucking rainbow-headed fuck either yeah um hot headlines hot headlines it's kind of a dry week for interesting shit i got some good ones actually some okay. pretty uh pre- from everywhere a little bit let me hear yours first then okay so first one um is did you see that uh so this company called stoke which is a space tech company is making reusable second stage rockets to lower the cost and delay of space travel they're led by an A-plus team of ex-Blue Origin, SpaceX, and Beller employees. And one of the people spearheading this project is Joe Montana. Interesting. Um, them competing with SpaceX and Blue Origin, good luck. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I'm a little shaky about second-hand rockets. Like, let's master the first one, and then <laughs> let's... Uh... I mean, that's, uh, that's Elon's whole plan with SpaceX. I'm not too sure what Jeff Bezos and Blue Origin, but... Like he's like, you wouldn't fly in an airplane that's only meant to fly once. So what's the that's difference true. from a rocket? You know, so I, I get the concept. I and mean, if you can do it, do it. Yeah. I know it's I mean, a lot. They, it's a lot of money. And, you know, to get something that's under that much stress to be able to be re- reused, that's going to be, you know, that's what I mean. Feet right there. And like, who are they? Who are they purchasing these reused ones for? Is this going to be like a Spirit Airlines situation where, you know, <laughs> shit's no. barely hanging on? I think that there's a lot of countries that want to go into space. Oh, yeah, for sure. Often, you know. And probably can't afford to do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. That's pretty interesting. I wonder how Joe Montana got involved, and I wonder if he's like a big space guy. Maybe. I mean, he got the money. That's very true. Um, U.S. and allies are going to start a China-free tech supply chain, which I thought was interesting. I mean, if you want to want to be stable, like you, you shouldn't really rely on, I wouldn't say enemy, but you shouldn't really rely on another country for, you know, your infrastructure of whatever. 100%, especially with everything that's been going on with China over the years. Like maybe it's uh, maybe it is a good idea to start branching off. Yeah. I mean, because it's, but the Chinese do seem like they're, I think in the last four years, they've accelerated pretty fast. Yeah. But I also feel like they kind of, overlook uh a lot of health and safety standards that we we use out here you know right china's a low-key shit show not even gonna lie there's yeah there's so it seems like everything now is has some in some way or shape or form is involved with china like even the nba like yeah that's wild i mean even on a darker side like they have like the you know internment camps for muslims and stuff like yeah right now and like there's a whole bunch of dark shit that's going on there Right. And then you talk about media censorship and things like that. Like China doesn't seem like a very fun place to be. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't plan on going there anytime soon. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, unless they got a bag for us. <laughs> but even then, I'm like, oh. even then, man. Yeah. Oh, actually, on top of that, 
um, I found this website called Import Yeti. Actually, is that what the website's called? Yeah, I found a website called importyeti.com. And it's like a couple of weeks back, we had Shane on the podcast and we were talking about stock. And I think it's a pretty cool company because you can input a company and it'll give you the supply chain. So all the companies oh. that the company fucks with pretty much. So if you want to, you know, look at Tesla and you want to see where they're getting their batteries from or where they're getting yeah, their we trains t- from. We, we talked about that, uh, about the supply chain thing. Cause I brought up the, um, the weed stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, that's a smart idea, especially if you're looking to invest, like maybe some bigger companies like Tesla, maybe some people don't have enough money to invest in Tesla, but they might be, have the money to invest in like, like you said, the batteries or exactly. you know, things like that. So yeah, that's pretty cool. That's really dope. Import what was that again? Emporietti. Yeah.com. Dot com. Interesting. I'll definitely have to check that out. Hell yeah. Um, did you see the MTV unplugged has been officially revived by Paramount plus. So really? first thing, another streaming service with Paramount plus, why do they think that that's going to work? I don't know. I don't, I can't even tell you like what is even big on Paramount. Like, you know, I see the Paramount logo, but like, what do they own? that's going to separate them from everybody else. It's not like they have a Marvel series or the I office mean, or they do have a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just uh, predicting that movie theaters are, are not going to do well so that they can do like a direct stream movie. This is true. Uh, yeah. Uh, I do want to salute to Disney. They got me again, man, the Marvel Okay, so when they started announcing all the Marvel shows, I was like, man, this is just the way for them to just make money, right? Like, they're just going to whore out Marvel to do all these things. I watched WandaVision, like, the first three episodes, and I was like, yeah, I don't really care for this. Bro, it turned into some fire. Like, I was, yeah, I was shocked at how good it is. Like, I look forward to seeing the episode every week because it comes out weekly. Okay. I saw yeah. that it was, like, in different um, different eras. Like, each episode is, mm. like, a different era or something. Is that true? Yeah, I didn't like that at first because I'm not really a big fan of, like, the I Love Lucy time period. Like, right. It's because like, they, they also made um, the characters act in a way that they were in that show. So it was like, mm-hmm. it just felt outdated to me, but it ties into like a bigger theme of it because in this one, this happens like right after Thanos is snapped. And so Vision, you know, the dude with the mm-hmm. diamond in his head, he's dead. And she like creates this alternate universe so her and Vision can be together. And like, but there, it seems like somebody else is controlling it. And it's like connected to Doctor Strange and it's connected to the new Spider-Man. I did want to bring up a point too about the Spider-Man is we had talked about, uh, how different companies own Spider-Man's rights. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're playing with this multiverse stuff where they might be able to connect the Spider-Man from the Marvel one into the Sony one so that they can like reuse the characters and they could even bring like Miles Morales into the the Avengers MCU, which I think is really dope. Wow. Okay. That would be cool. Yeah. It's going to be interesting how they, they mess with all that stuff. But uh, yeah, man, WandaVision's great. And then they have a new one dropping in March, which is the... Uh, I can't remember what they call him in the Avengers. You know, the black guy with the jetpack thing. Yeah. I don't know his name either. Yeah. I can't remember his name. It's him and um, the white dude with the crazy arm. Bucky here. Oh, actually, I did see the previous that. I know what you're talking about. Falcon. That's what his name is. Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. So it looks good. I was uh, shocked. But uh, going back to the MTV Unplugged thing, I think that's pretty dope, though. Yeah. Um, Some of my favorite, like Warren Hill's Unplugged is really good. Jay-Z's Unplugged is really good. So. It'd be cool to see some of these new artists. I mean, I guess they kind of do that with Tiny Desk and stuff, but... Are they going to do that on MTV? Because it's not even really a music channel anymore. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, okay, yeah. I forgot yeah. you said that part. That's not going to be enough for me to subscribe, though. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, did you see that there was an Arizona man that was accused of faking his own kidnapping so that he can evade work? Interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go to work either, but damn. That seems like uh it seems like there's a missing step there. Like he just went from like zero to a hundred right. real quick. So I was reading it and it said um the police say that they found the 19-year-old Brandon uh near a water tower with his hands bound behind his back and a bandana stuffed in his mouth. Um, the dude told the police that he was kidnapped by two masked men. He says the men knocked him unconscious and drove away uh, in a vehicle before leaving him by the water. The detectives conducted an investigation and found no evidence that a kidnapping or assault had occurred. And then they said when they looked at the surveillance video to uh, check his story of him being hit over the head and stuffed in the car and all this stuff, they saw no signs of the story being true. So to, For one day of work, they'll just quit, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it really didn't go into detail about that. I really want to know. I want to talk to this guy. Like, yeah, what? that is where do you That's work? Yeah. I, I saw like another, there, was a, there was another fake kidnapping recently too. It's like some girl pretended to get kidnapped so that she can get out of COVID restrictions, I think is what it was. Mm. Speaking of COVID restrictions, did you see the video of the two chicks that dressed as old women to get vaccines? No, but I mean, that doesn't shock me. <laughs> it's like a reverse Karen. So weird. Yeah. Like, People are wild out here for those vaccines. Karens that want vaccines. Who would have thought? Yeah. I saw a bunch of things too about like old people fleeing New York to Florida so they could go get their shots in Florida. But is, yeah. Florida just is like, fuck it, come get, come get a shot. I think Florida just has no rules to be honest with you. Like, I don't think that they're following any of the vaccine guidelines. They're just giving them to whoever. I don't think they give a fuck about social distancing, masks, any of that. Like, I think it's like like a, its whole own world down there now. That's true. I mean, all the videos we've been seeing of everyone kicking it is Florida. It's like yeah, Florida, favorite, Oklahoma, and Texas, Loki. Yeah, my favorite video was uh, Tom Brady walking out of that yacht drunk as fuck and having to have his friend hold him up. Yeah. Like, damn, it looks like me coming out of Aston. I was surprised at how little security he had. Yeah, that was crazy. Like, if a crazy fan really wanted to get to him, they could have easily got to him. A lot of people don't like him. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Belichick's just in a ski mask over there just waiting for him. <laughs> Real talk. Like, I'm going to get you, bitch. Um, did you see that Beto O'Rourke through his group raised more than 1.4 million for Texas recovery efforts? He also, um, got a whole legion of volunteers to knock on doors, um, did a whole bunch of wellness checks via, uh, phone banks, all kinds of crazy things. And then I also saw that, um, AOC raised $4 million for Texas and she was wow. in, um, she was in Ted Cruz's hood handing out supplies. Damn. I was like, wow, she's smart. She's yeah. uh, she's really playing this well. Not only does she look like a savior because Ted Cruz ran off, mm-hmm. but now like next time when it comes to vote, maybe those people that voted for Ted Cruz now vote for her because they saw her faith. I mean, not vote for her, but vote for a Democrat because they yeah. saw a Democrat doing what a Republican could. Yeah. Voting for Ted Cruz again. Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. If you vote for Ted Cruz again, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess people voted for Trump twice, so can't really say much on that. Very true. I work with uh, a few of these guys. Um, speaking of raising money though, did you see, so Rush Limbaugh, he died uh, a couple weeks ago, whatever. Um, yeah. and he was very against like people's rights, period. Like he was just yeah. kind of a dirty dude. And, um, he was really against Planned Parenthood. And I don't know if you saw the GoFundMe in Rush Limbaugh's name. That's like over a million dollars. I saw something like that. I didn't realize it was for Planned Parenthood though. That's yeah. really dope though. Hell yeah. Great. They're like, that's like a last fuck you. Pretty yeah. I saw yeah, I tr- I tried to stay out of uh, the when people pass away. I tried to stay out of the negative talk yeah. about them just because of the energy that surrounds people's deaths and stuff. But boy, Twitter was on fire that day. I believe it. Yeah, he's not a very he wasn't a very good person, but you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to say anything too too much more on that. Yeah, I feel you. Um, I did see too that when uh, Ted Cruz was <laughs> escaping to uh, Cancun, they started a fuck Ted Cruz fund. 
on Instagram that was raising money for people that were affected by the Texas storms. That's what's up. So like, that's awesome. So not only did, is are other people helping out the people that you're supposed to be helping out, but now they're doing it in your name, but in a derogatory way. Exactly. I love that justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. I got a couple um, car headlines real fast. Ooh, okay. Um, the first one is, um, I thought it was just interesting. This is not really a headline. It's kind of like a fact, but in 2004, Volvo introduced a concept car by all female team. And it was called the Volvo YCC. And it was in an effort, or did I say that it was created by an all-female team already? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And it was in an effort to appeal to female drivers. And the two things that were like the big takeaways from this that I thought was interesting is that it lacked a hood and it had dent-resistant bumpers. Dent-resistant bumpers. And it doesn't have a hood? Yeah, so it doesn't have like an open latch hood. Which oh, okay. Is, I feel like it's really ironic because, I, you know, kind of the running joke is like, I guess a woman's not a good driver or whatever. Um, yeah. And a woman doesn't really, you know, fix their engine. Yeah, so I've, I mean, there's been a c- jokes throughout time about women uh, not knowing what's under the hood and stuff like that. So. This is just shit that we heard. Yeah, and plus, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. This isn't <laughs> this isn't coming from us. Like, yeah, I just thought it was funny though that like, okay, these women that designed this car, like, I don't know if they were like taking that to heart or if it just coincidentally just happened to be two things that have been said about women drivers that they're taking yeah. care of. You know what I mean, yeah, that just seems it's so oddly specific. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like yeah, it's like it's a, it's um it's like harping on stereotypes, which is weird because yeah. if you were trying to appeal to women, I, I don't know if you would necessarily want to dive into stereotypes to do that. It's kind of nice. It's a cool looking car. Um, has like a uh, gold wing doors. Pretty cool. Uh, oh, my, sick. Yeah, my second uh, thing though is Jeep is under fire for having the name Cherokee. Oh, interesting. As one of their car models. Yeah. We talked about this before. Like, I mean, naming your car after a race or ethnicity or a type of person or whatever it is that you can right. narrow down to a, a specific people and especially specific people who got their fucking land taken for them. Like, come on. Yeah. And you're there's there's a there's some weird joke in there about Jeeps being like off-road vehicles and now you're taking land from other people. There's yeah. There's some yeah. in there. Yeah. It's just yeah, I don't know, man. This all this stuff is very weird. Like it's just where do why? Like you knew eventually somebody was gonna come calling about that name. You might as well have just gotten rid of it before wanna, not needed that at all. I would like to go back in time and see when the the car came out. Like, what was the reaction at the time of the name? You know, because obviously Mm -hmm. they put a lot of money into marketing. For sure. So they've thought about this. They've had to talk to people. They've had to talk to consumers. And people have had to be like, oh, yeah, I like this name over this name and this name and this name and this name, you know? Right. Like, what was the like, what was the temperature at the time? Like, how are people feeling, you know? Yeah. And it could be that back then when it, you know, when they first came out that nobody really gave a fuck. And now it's kind of, we do live in a, a culture now that's more aware of these racial things than before. So maybe, maybe people just back in the day just didn't really incorporate Cherokee with Indians. But mm-hmm. now that people are looking a little bit more into it, it's like, yeah, it's kind of fucked up to name something like that. Yeah. They're really over here. Like, Oh, it sounds cool though. Yeah. Right. Okay, it's a little deeper than that, man. Yeah. Do you have another uh, car one? No, those are the two I had, the Volvo and the Jeep. Oh, okay. Did you yeah. uh did you see that Russell Wilson is being is saying that he's being open to being traded? Really? Yeah, he has a no trade clause. Um, you know, he's been kind of having gripes these last couple of weeks regarding like his protection and things like that. Um and he I think he listed like the Saints, um, the Jets, 
there's a couple more Raiders and somebody else's teams that he'd be interested in going to if the Seahawks can't fix fix the situation. I think the Seahawks will fix the situation. So do I. I. And I don't want Russell Wilson to end up another story like Felix Hernandez, where at least Russell won a championship. But, you know, like it seems like a running theme with Seattle, besides like maybe Sue Bird, is that we kind of waste like these generational talents on mm-hmm. not getting them the, the pieces that they need to thrive. And I don't want Russ to become another story like that where he spends 15 years here and almost wins all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did win once, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, it, it doesn't seem like anything is going to change. In the meantime. Right. Yeah. And I don't blame him either. I, I mean, I could see maybe some fans having, like, backlash towards him for wanting this. But think about how much he's given to this, not only this city, but this team. Like, he's been the backbone. He's taken beatings year after year. He's asked for help and still remain loyal to us, even when we didn't get him the help that he needed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it sucks. I hope that they can rectify the situation. No, I don't I don't want to see him go. I'm sure they will. Yeah, he's a he's a Seattle legend. Like when you talk about Seattle sports legends like Sue Bird, he's up there. Griffey, like he's he's earned the right to be in that that group. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that whole Mariners team in that Griffey era, low key. I mean, uh, except the ones that got traded and did bigger things like A-Rod or something. It always seems like every time we trade one of the Mariners players away, they end up doing really well. But yeah, I know we're supposed to have the best farm system in baseball this year, but we'll see if that pans out into anything. They did see, did you see the other day they actually fired or the manager from the, not the manager, I think he was a a CEO or something of the Mariners had to resign because he has like, I think he had like a sexual harassment case against him, but then a leaked conversation came out where he was saying some things about Asian Americans and, Mm. um, and some other ethnicities and stuff. Like he didn't want to pay for a translator for one of the players. Mm. Wow. And and stuff like that. Yeah. He just seemed like a big dickhead. And I guess I didn't really know too much about him. Uh, I haven't been paying attention to the Mariners like that for years years now but it seems like this is kind of a running theme with him so i'm glad his ass is out of there if that's the case yeah uh speaking of the um asian american hate crimes i don't know if yeah well you talked about that last week you brought that up yeah but um in vancouver this is where this uh poll was taken or study i guess not poll um crime is up hate crime is up 97 percent in the last year um when it comes to anti-asian like this is in vancouver washington Vancouver, Canada. Oh, okay. But I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Like, you can walk there. You know what I mean? If you wanted to. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's still on the same piece of land, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I was just curious if it was because I was like, damn, it's, Vancouver doesn't even seem like that big of a place to be hate on Asians that much. But oh, excuse me. Let me re say that. So, hate crime okay. is up 97% overall in Vancouver since last year, and anti Asian hate crime is up 717%. Wow. Yeah. And we always thought Canadians were the nice people. What's going on, man? Yeah, I don't know, man. That's sad, man. I it's, thought that there was a lot of Asians that lived in Vancouver, Canada. Like a lot of uh, Asians, a lot of Indians. Like, that's what I've been told. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not too well versed in who lives up there, but it's, it really is sad, man. Like, yeah. Like, especially since you're attacking the, if, if the, the crime or I mean, not the crime, if the reason why you wanted to commit this crime is that you're mad about the coronavirus, you don't even know what those people are fucking Chinese. Like there's a lot of Asians in this world that are not Chinese. Like now you're just attacking a random person. Even, even so like what the, yeah, f- yeah. But I'm just saying like this individual person that you're getting pissed at made COVID like stop. Yeah, yeah, true. But what, yeah, what I'm saying is like you're you're attacking people for a China virus, and you don't even know if they're Chinese. You're just attacking a random person now. Like you're 
your reasoning for it is not even it's not even a valid reason for it. You're just attacking a random person thinking that they're Chinese. True. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. But I'm telling you, one of them is going to get whooped on and it's going to make it all over the internet. And I'm going to laugh yeah. and I'm going to rewatch it and I'm going to share it with everybody I know. That's it. Yeah. Fucking weirdos. Did you have any other headlines? Uh, yeah. Did you see the New York State Senate passed a bill to restore the restore the right to vote to people being released from prison? That's what's up. Which I think is really cool. Um, yeah. If you do your time, like, you know, we say, we say do the if you do the time or if you do the crime, you do the time. Well, people did their time. So now they should have just as many rights as the people that didn't do a crime. Yeah. I know that sounds weird when I say it like that, but you know what I mean? Like they sense. went, they, they sat down. Now they're back out. They should have their rights restored. Like there's mm-hmm. what there's not. And it, this isn't just a race thing. There's white criminals, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. I thought I had another one. Oh, did you see that Square purchased uh, about three thousand three hundred eighteen bitcoins at an aggregate purchase price of one hundred and seventy million this past week? Mm. Square is the um, the pay company, right? Yeah, it's like the little thing that people put at the top of their cell phones. Mm-hmm. That's a that's pretty cool. It does seem like a lot of companies are starting to invest in the the Bitcoin space, which I know this week hasn't been the greatest for Bitcoin, but it's not too bad. Like it dropped. I mean, it's still above 45,000. I think that's pretty crazy. If right. it dropped under 40 grand, then I'd be like, oh yeah, it had a bad week. But yeah. It hasn't dropped since, uh, it hasn't dropped at the price since Elon bought in. With, with oh, okay. Tesla. Yeah. With Tesla. Yeah. It wasn't Tesla. Tesla was down this week too though, right? Tesla is really down, bro. Tesla, oh, really? as we speak, Tesla's at like 680 or something like that. Yeah. 682. And I have quite a big stake in that shit. So my portfolio is looking a little red today. So what was, is there a particular reason why it was so down this week? Uh, it's hard to tell. I mean, off the top of my head, I don't know. Um, it could be, uh, I know a lot of tech companies, a lot of people are taking profits and they're taking the profits and reinvesting into reopen companies like uh, airports, um, okay. you know, businesses that are supposed to be reopening once the vaccines are like passed out and things reopen. Yeah. <laughs> That could be a huge part of it. Um, I know that they removed a uh, entry level Model Y. So there's like a bare bones model that you could have ordered at one point and uh, Tesla removed that option. So you can't buy the bare bones model anymore. Oh, maybe, interesting. Yeah. Maybe a lot of people kind of got turned off by that. Like, okay, well, this is what most people are buying. I'm not sure. Yeah. I did see one headline. Somebody, I can't remember who it was, came out. Um, they're pretty prominent, like in the financial world, and said that um, Bitcoin basically isn't a great thing to be investing in because it doesn't have any. It's too volatile and like all this stuff. And that's like that was at the beginning of the week when things kind of shifted. So maybe that person's opinion kind of spooked the market a little bit too. Who knows, man? Like, there's so many variables. Like, who knows? You know? Right. Uh, it, we were talking about GameStop last night. How it's going back up. Um, Reddit said it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one interesting thing that I saw was the day before their prices or the stock price started to skyrocket. Their, uh, uh, I think it was their CEO actually resigned. GameStop? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting timing, you know, because he resigns and then all because, and then the stock goes up. You would think that theoretically, wouldn't the stock go down if a CEO resigns? Because it seems like there might be some turmoil in the business. Hmm. I mean, the whole reason why this whole thing started is because everyone was banking or all of the hedge funds were banking on GameStop uh, going under anyway. Yeah, you know? that's true. So maybe they had a lot of issues in the beginning. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, this is news to me. I didn't know that. I actually took GameStop off of my watch list because it gives me too much anxiety. I don't even want to look at the shit. Yeah, no, we were talking about we were talking yesterday when we were texting and I was like, these people are too chaotic for me to 
to want to play too. Like they just seem like they thrive in chaos and yeah. just things going crazy. And I don't have money like that to be, to be involved in the chaos. Real shit. Like if you open the door to Wall Street bets on Reddit, it's like fire. Like as soon as you open the door, it's just fucking flames in there. You know what I mean? It's, right. Yeah. It's a craziness. It's a whole nother world. Um, did want to say congratulations to Jamal Croft, Jamal crossover. That's his <laughs> Twitter. I, I like that. I wanted to say congratulations to Jamal Crawford. He got the Paul uh, Allen Humanitarian Award um, for all his charitable and uh, philanthropic work over the years in Seattle. That's pretty dope. Yeah. We, I think we talked about here uh, a couple times on here about how much Jamal has done for not only the city, um, you know, with his summer tournaments, but, mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've bumped into him a couple of times at LA Fitness and stuff, and he's just a nice guy. Yeah, he's cool definitely dude. a man of the people. He's easily one of my favorite players. Yeah, for sure. And he does this. I think he should still be on a team, which brings up another point is uh, um, IT. Uh, Isaiah Thomas has been playing for the U.S. men's basketball team. He's been killing it, man. He deserves mm. to be on a team, too. I hope somebody gives him a look here soon. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to Jamal Crawford for that. And then the last one that I had was uh, this isn't a headline, but it was a fact that popped up. So while filming Tokyo Drift, the producers were unable to get a permit to shoot a scene in Tokyo. They shot it anyway. Then they hired a fall guy who pretended to be the director and spent a night in jail. That's funny. <laughs> so damn. So I wonder how much of that movie was actually filmed in Tokyo. Cause it doesn't seem like, yeah, you would think that universal yeah. studios would have like a Tokyo setup. Yeah. Interesting. Or maybe they were just late to getting the permit or something. I don't know, but that yeah. is pretty funny that they hired this, just this random guy. And he had to take the ball for it. I wonder how much they gave him. Uh, yeah. To spend a night in jail. Well, how much would they have to give you to spend the night in jail? Hmm. 5,000. Okay. Yeah. I'd probably do it for 2,500. I mean, realistically, I'd probably do it for less too, but like, if it's just one night, yeah, sure. Whatever. But, um, if, if I know it's a movie studio, like I'm going to ask what I think I could get, you know? Right. And also, you know, it depends on when I'm going to jail. Am I going to jail on a Friday and have to stay the whole weekend? Like, is this like Mm. a, a two for 2,500 type of deal or what are we talking here? Yeah, and I guess what area is the jail at? It's yeah, and it's in another and it's in another country. So yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to hike my price up. Maybe five thousand is a good starting point. Five thousand sounds good. Yeah. Oh, I did have one more headline. Uh, public officials and private companies are pursue- pursuing a multi-front legal effort to hold Trump and his allies accountable for the Capitol riot. The actions target Trump and others, including elected officials, pundits, and lawyers who indulge his lies. Hmm. So he didn't get he didn't get removed, but it, there still seems to be a full fledged effort to make him pay for those uh, for the Capitol riots, which, you know, hey, <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah, I hope something happens, but we'll see, man. Yeah, I did we'll see, see, too. Uh, you sent me the thing right about his taxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they landed at the Manhattan uh, DA's office today. So hopefully some something will come out. They send millions of pages. Yeah, I don't think anything is going to come of it. You don't think so? No, I We've been let down every time. Every time we think that something's going to happen, what happens? We're like, oh, damn, I thought it was this time. I thought it was this time. Damn, I thought it was this time, too. But he has also been keeping these tax records pretty close to his chest and has tried everything to not get him released. So, Bro, he said that he was going to release his tax returns way back when he accused um, Barack Obama of being born in Kenya or some shit. And Barack Obama uh, showed his birth certificate two weeks after. Yeah. And, you know, Trump still hasn't showed his shit since exactly. he, he does this like every two years. Like I remember seeing a timeline. It was like every two or three years it gets brought up and he's like, you know, when it's an appropriate time or yeah, of course I'm going to get it to whatever it is. Like there's an excuse every time. So 
Yeah, he did say um, last time, I think, um, it, earlier this was it earlier this year or last year that the auditors had it. And he's like, I'd love to release it, but the auditors have it and I can't do anything with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. So, I don't know about that. I did see too that they uh, they're opening up in the or an event. There's an investi- active investigation against Steve Bannon too. So even though he got that uh, pardon, it looks like he's still going to go down for something. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah, I believe it when I see it. Well, Steve Bannon's a little different situation than Trump because I think he actually got brought up on charges and everything, and Trump had to pardon him from the charges. So they've actually pinned him to the wall before. Like I said, I'll believe it when I see it. No, but what I'm saying is it's happened before. Like that's why Trump like he- had to par- pardon him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That's all I had for hot headlines. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, hop into these topics. Cool. Let's talk about karma. Okay. Do you believe in karma? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I kind of do, but I think that it just depends on what you mean by karma. Because I think a lot of people, when uh, they expect people to like pay for their karma, they expect some grand event. You know, like there's so, like some big event happens to this person. But I think people pay for karma in different ways that maybe we're just not very aware of. Okay, let's let's simplify karma and just look at it for uh, the definition for what it is. So karma is mm-hmm. pretty much whatever you put out is what you get back in. So if it's negative energy, you get in negative energy, positive energy, you get positive energy back, right? Right. I think we can agree on that. Um, do you think that karma is like a universal force? Um. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say because there's people that I feel like deserve some sort of karma karma that haven't got it. So I don't know like what really guides karma. Also, I think it depends on like how you look at something, right? Like for example, you might do so or somebody might do something that you might deem to be bad karmically, but maybe it's good karmically for them. Like maybe they're just doing what's best for them and it just affects somebody in a negative way. Okay. I see where you're coming from with that. Um, when you said a second ago, there's some people that haven't, uh, received karma that aren't necessarily good people. Mm-hmm. Maybe they haven't received the karma yet. Well, I also think too, that maybe they just, there's different, like I said, there's different ways of looking at how karma affects people, right? Like we'll take, for example, six, nine, right. I'm sure, uh, you know, people would love for him to, to get the karma for what he deserves, but I get maybe his karma isn't, like I said, some large event. Maybe it's a fact that he has to live with the fact that he can't ever really go out anywhere without security. He has to look over his shoulder for the rest of his life. He'll never be comfortable in within himself. Right. And then maybe he mm-hmm. has delayed karma where when he gets older, he realizes that all the shit that he did before was fucked up. And now he has to live with the regret of the things that he was doing before. So I think maybe we expect people to like, have this one event that's like a uh, uh, payback for their karma, but maybe karma affects people in other ways. Maybe having to live with the fact you did something to somebody else will eat away at somebody more than some grand event that we all see. For sure. I mean, first I'll say this, I do believe in karma, but I'll get into like how I view it in a second. And I also agree with you that every individual experienced karma different because, you know, someone might be afraid of spiders. I'm not afraid of spiders. So our version of fear is different. You know what I mean? Already. Right. So I agree with you that, yeah, it's different, but I guess what I'm trying to get from you is like, what, where, uh, where does karma come from? You know what I mean? Yeah. In that case, I think, yeah, it would be kind of a, I think it's like a universal energy, right? Like if you're doing bad things, you should expect bad things to happen to you or for it to catch up to you. Eventually, if you're doing good things, the hope is that more good things would catch up to you. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess in that case, it's kind of like an energy, like what kind of energy you're putting out. 
But I also think that you might be wishing for other people to get bad karma and stuff like that. And even in that, that's kind of putting yourself into a bad karmic situation because now you're you're w- actively wishing for other people to receive their karma. So it's kind of like putting a bad stick or energy on you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, that's kind of where I lie when it comes to karma. I don't even know if it's actually, I don't even think I believe that it's a universal force anymore. I thought I did Mm -hmm. back in the day, just because I never really, I guess, dove into thinking about it. But the more I do think about it, I think you create your own karma, period. And also going back on what you were saying about how some people, um, like there's some bad people that just, it looks like they don't really receive karma. I think that that comes to like how you justify what you're doing. If is, is what you're doing. Damn, I can't talk. I think that comes down to is what you're doing bad to you, like how you justify it. Right. So for example, like if I do something bad that I, in my soul feel like is bad, then maybe I hold that with me, whether you want to call that energy or just the thought of it, whatever it is, I hold that with me. So it might make me act a certain way than if I didn't have that thought attached to me or my soul or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. So pretty much like me justifying something is bad. I carry it with me, but you might not see it as bad. So right. I might be creating unnecessary karma all the time. Right. Almost. Cause you're, yeah. Cause you're, you're like, and uh like immersing yourself in those feelings Mm -hmm. of wanting that so maybe that's drawing bad karma to you because you're so focused on the bad karma exactly yeah kind of like how we talked about in the past about luck like i don't know if luck is necessarily real or a, a universal force it's more like the things that you do throughout life like if you um if you do if you maneuver a certain way uh or were we talking about luck was that what we were talking about i think we might have kind of touched on i kind of get what you're saying too like if you're moving shysty you should expect shysty stuff to happen to you yeah or if you're moving positive like maybe like if i if we didn't know each other and i did something nice for you uh maybe you might want to do something for somebody else that you wouldn't have done already because now you're in a good mood and it might trickle back down to me at some point and i feel lucky when in reality i was directly affecting that situation that outcome you know right sometimes you don't even realize like some of your good karma right like you might be nice to somebody or befriend somebody like five or ten years ago right and Mm -hmm. then it just so happens that at this point in time maybe you guys reconnect or you've been friends this entire time and then they put you in an opportunity or some kind of opportunity pops out from there but Mm -hmm. that's not to say like you should only be nice to people expecting an opportunity but sometimes the karma is delayed like yeah, maybe back then I did something for you and I wasn't automatically rewarded for it, but maybe you'll catch me back around, you know, in the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Almost like they're, you're planting seeds. Like mm-hmm. not all seeds take. So don't expect sure. to have like every plant, you know, but every now and then a seed is going to grow and who knows how it's going to affect you. Like it might be, you might grow a fruit tree that you get to benefit from the fruits, or you might plant a seed that turns out to be a flower that you get to admire from the distance who knows what it is right it's very true um what's gonna say on that too uh oh yeah yeah i used to actually be a person that like like you said like was invested in oh i wish these people would get this to have this stuff would happen to them because of the way i was treated or somebody else was treated in the past but like you said like that's drawing bad energy into yourself and once Mm -hmm. i feel like once i found peace with a bunch of things in my past it's like now I don't really care if karma gets them or not. 
Like they'll have to live with the fact that they did something wrong to me or to other people for the rest of their lives. So mm -hmm. maybe that in fact is the peace of mind that I was looking for more than needing to see them down and out. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's all part of growing up because I know a specific person that I have to deal with all the time that I know deep down they have to live with themselves and that gives me joy. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? So yeah, like um, you know, there's things that have happened in the past and I see like people will come around and I can see how uncomfortable they are because of some of the stuff that they've done in their past. Like sometimes I get a little joy out of the uncomfortability. Like I was like, oh, I know and you know. And mm -hmm. you're scared that somebody else is going to find out. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, the more mature you get, the more you just appreciate that. That's true. And like I said earlier, like, I think sometimes like I wanted karma for people, but again, it goes back to like, maybe in the moment they were doing something that needed, they needed to do for themselves to benefit themselves. Like maybe I'm just looking at it as it was like a bad thing against me or against somebody else. And now I want them to deserve karma for that, but maybe they mm -hmm. were doing what was right for them at the time. Maybe that's just what needed to be done. And yeah. maybe the karma is that I learned a lesson out of it and they learned, hopefully learned a lesson out of it. So maybe that's the karma that we both learned a lesson. Like maybe I just know not to deal with people a certain way the next time around. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Lessons could definitely be karma, for sure. Especially yeah. when you put it like that. <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of tough because I think people are, with karma, just expect that, you know, like, you somebody's going to get a huge payback for what they've done. And, it, you know, like I said, it, karma comes in many forms. Like, maybe they do something wrong and then they can't have good friendships for the rest of their lives because of the energy that they put into something else or, you know, relationships or anything like that. Like, mm hmm maybe they have to live with this certain type of energy for the rest of their life. And we don't know about like past lives and stuff. So maybe that energy that they were living with in this life will carry over to the next one. And then their next life will be, you know, not as great or I don't know, bad. For sure. I just thought that was an interesting topic because like you, it's one of those things you just can't prove, but I know everybody feels it. Everyone, everyone knows when like something good happens and then they're like, you know, I deserve this one. Like my karma, yeah. my karma is cashing in. Or sometimes like if you get something bad, you're like, damn, the fuck did I do? What did yeah. I do? You know? So. Yeah. So true. And there's things that like in the past that I'm sure that I've done some thing, bad things that, you know, karma will catch me eventually on some stuff. Mm -hmm. But like I said earlier, like m maybe at the time I thought that that was what needed to be done for myself. So yeah. maybe that was just a situation that I was in. So, but you know, I mean, and people deal with stuff on the side. So it's, you don't get to see people, what they deal with every single day. So maybe they are dealing with shit that we just don't see. And that's their karma is they have to deal with it for the rest of their lives. Like they yeah. have to live with regret. They have to live with remorse. They have to live with doing people bad or doing shitty things to people. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think, you know, everybody should just practice good karma and don't, I think if, you go into karma thinking that you should be doing things so that you can get rewarded for it, that you're not going to get rewarded by this universal energy. You should just want to do good things because you want to be a good person. Yeah. I think that's a good takeaway. I feel like, um, kind of what you were talking about earlier, um, you know, it's almost going against what you just said, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, how dare you <laughs> planting the seeds? Like you should just be good anyway, because you are planting seeds every time you do a good thing, you know, yeah. like people notice good shit. Uh, and also right. if you do bad things don't think about it because it's gonna fuck you up in the future <laughs> that's very true yeah don't, i mean don't 
everybody makes mistakes, right? So just don't dwell on your mistakes all the time. Like if you're a person that always is thinking about the mistakes you made, there's no room for you to move forward. You can't be stuck in the past if you want to move into the future. You know, um, this whole pandemic with not being able to do stuff like go to concerts and things like that just had me thinking of like some great memories in the past. Um, I wanted to know like what what are some memories, like some stuff that you wish you could experience for the first time again? Like whether it be like some different food or a movie or an album or something like what are some things that you wish you could experience for the first time again? Um, a lot of foods, probably. Um maybe some movies, like some movies that I really liked, like all the movies that you can watch over and over. Like what's one specific movie that you really wish you could watch for the first time? Probably like Friday or like paid in full. Ooh, that is a good one. Like, I feel like I would, I mean, I love those now, you know? Very true. So yeah. Or maybe like uh flying in an airplane for the first time. I think that would be cool. I think yeah. one, uh, one food thing that I'd really want to go back to for the first time is Korean barbecue. Korean barbecue would be, like be that, a good one. That very first time I ever had Korean barbecue was like, my mind was blown. Yeah. Like, blown. I was like, you cook this shit yourself. It's got all these fantastic flavors. There's different kinds of meat. Like, yeah. this is great. This is awesome. This is a great experience. I think um, I'm going a, I'm to a do a, a, a takeaway from the jump. But I think the takeaway from all the things that we would want to experience again is all the things that you're trying to chase now again. So, like, you know, you go to Korean barbecue – it's because like you're chasing that original feeling, you know, right. you, watch, you watch these movies over and over because you're chasing the original laughing. Like the movie might be trash now, but you know, you liked it at some point. So you keep watching it, you know? Right. You're trying to recapture that feeling. And I think we had talked about like why you would even want to re-experience these things again. And I think that that's the reason is because that gave you such a unique feeling when mm-hmm. it first happened that you'll try to capture. Like the first time you go to Disneyland or something, right? Like that's going to stick out way more, even if you go a thousand more times, just because right. you, it's something you've never experienced and you'll never get that same feeling as you had from it before. Right. Um, Which is pretty crazy. What do you think makes the moment? Like, do you think um, the fact that it's new makes the moment uh bigger than what it is because like you were just saying about disneyland like the first time is going to be better than the you know the 999 times after it is it because like there's a a value to new is that what it is i think there's a value to new and i think it just it all the the factors in the moment right like for example like we talk about some music that you could hear for the first time again like take care is a great example for me like i was in college like a lot of the things that he was talking about was stuff that I was feeling or that my peers were feeling. Like there was a lot of things that connect with that album. Like I can listen to that now album now and still enjoy it, but it's going to remind me of all those feelings from the first time I listened to it. So maybe it's whatever the feeling is mm. from hearing something or experiencing something from the first time. And that, that doesn't have to necessarily be what it is. It's just the feeling that you get from that thing. But can't you argue that you might like uh, take care now more than you did then because you get to go back? Actually, let me say this. You get to go if it's a good memory. Right. You might you might like it now more so than you did back in the day because it takes you back to a time that you enjoyed rather than at the time because you have uh, you have time to compare it to. They're like, damn, like that was such a free time. Like I didn't have responsibilities. Like I didn't have kids. Like I didn't have to fucking buy tires like i didn't have to buy all like you know what i mean like it was such a dope time like i appreciate the fuck out of it even more because back in the day i took it for granted because i just listened to shit do to do you know what i mean right right yeah that's that's possible too for sure 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I do think that there's some things though that I'll listen to or rewatch or something that at the time, at the, the original memory of it is incredible now, but now I'm like, oh, this isn't as great as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I think yeah. you kind of brought that up earlier. Like, a uh, good example is Mortal Kombat. When I was a kid, that, sh- that movie was shit. Now that I watch it, I'm like, this is fucking terrible. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Didn't you say you like pro wrestling? Yeah, I did when I was a kid. Yeah, Shane and I were like super into wrestling. And if you like, watch it the, now, the you're probably belts. like, what the fuck? Yeah, now I don't get the same feeling from it. But I mean, I guess that comes with growing older. Like it, you just, I guess it also depends on like time periods. Like, right. Like maybe it was just during that time period was the perfect thing for me. But now as I'm older, it's like, I don't really care for that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah. like how people like outgrow rap music and stuff, you know, like they're like, oh, when I was a kid, I loved this shit because it was, I was moving a certain way and acting a certain way. But now like I'm 30, I don't really want to hear about what 22 year olds are doing. Mm-hmm. I get that. Would you want to uh, experience school for the first time again? College? Any school. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to say, uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Would do, you you mean, wanna... like, do you mean go back and like relive it or go back and you'd be able to change what was going on? Uh, let me re-ask a whole different question. Would you okay. want to go back and experience something that's negative? Uh, I think, yeah. Because if you had the chance? Mind. Yeah, I think so because it'll remind you not to make that same mistake again. Mm-hmm. Like, like kind of like with the the karma thing we were talking about, right? Like, it's a le- it's a lesson. Like, uh, maybe I need to go back and re go through that lesson just to remind myself that I don't ever want that experience or that feeling ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think if I would actually want to go back and experience something negative. I mean, right now I could be like, yeah. I mean, I'm down for experiences, whatever. But I feel like once I experience the first time, I'm probably gonna be like, nah, I want to do that again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it would just be tough because it would be like, you have to relive that pain all over again. And maybe, you know, that, that's not the greatest thing. Like we were saying, you can't go to the future if you keep thinking about the past. So maybe reliving another thing is not the best idea. Yeah. But that pain uh, is that, that pain is a memory. Like let's say that you broke your leg. Like I did break my leg. <laughs> yeah. Can you remember what yeah. that even feels like? When I broke it? Yeah. Not good. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's all you nah. got. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, I mean, didn't like it, obviously. I don't, I don't remember like the actual physical pain of breaking my leg, but I do remember the six months that I spent in a cast and how like inconvenient that was and how uncomfortable that was for my life. So it'll make sure that in the future I don't move around a certain way so that that event happens again. Like, I don't want to break something again and have to be in a cast for six months. Would you? experience the pain of breaking your leg for 10 seconds right now if you had the option no i don't think so that hurt really bad Interesting. at least from what i remember because I, I broke my tibia which is like a you know the, a long bone in your fucking ankle mm. and yeah it was crazy time i do want i did want to ask one more thing about a memory have you ever had a near-death experience yeah i think so would you be comfortable sharing it on here because i want to know like how grateful you felt to be alive after that happened. Cause I think that's one thing that goes under highlighted is, well, I was, I was young and dumb. So I don't know if I felt grateful after I was more like, it was like a, it was like a joke. Like that looking back at me young, I'm just like, ew, <laughs> but yeah. we were, uh, it was me and this chick at the time driving back from Seattle. I might've told the story on the podcast, like an early, early episode, uh, driving back from Seattle, and um, it was like maybe two in the morning or something like that. And she was like tapping my arm. I was like, every time you tap my arm, like the steering wheel, like uh, it makes me swerve or whatever. 
And she was just like fucking around with me. And I liked the girl at the time. So I kind of like what she was doing. And I was like, watch, so you're doing it like this. And I swerved to show her, but I'm like, you know, doing 70, 80 on the freeway. No one's on right. the freeway at the time. And uh, I swerved and I couldn't catch the swerve. So my swerve went like, Oh, so you had like over adjust. Oh yeah. And the car spun and the only other fucking car on the road, I spun around and he hit us head on just boom. Damn. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. And I remember after like, I remember sitting there for a second and then like there was hella smoke. Um, I don't even still to this day. I don't even remember seeing the other people in the car. Uh, yeah, there was hella smoke. And I remember like me and the girl just looked at each other and we laughed. Like that was it. Like, like, damn. You know what I mean? And like yeah. looking, looking back at it, like it gives me chills and it also is cringy as fuck where it's like, damn, you guys really feel like you're just so invincible. Like, I don't even feel like that was me. Like looking yeah. at the situation, you know? Well, I mean, you take into consideration like some of the thing, reckless things you did when you were younger and you're like, I would never do that shit now. Like, for example, I'm not the strongest swimmer, but in the summertime when we were in college, we used to drink heavy and then go jump off these cliffs into this water that you know was crazy and then i would try and swim back as fast as i can to the rocks but i'm drunk as fuck like i think about how many times i could have been pulled under that water and that would have been Mm -hmm. it for me but i think that the craziest like near-death experience that i had was um and i knew like the feeling that i got from this was i was protected by something higher Mm -hmm. so you know in seattle um when you're you know like kind of by safe code they have that um on ramp to get onto I five, like you know, like if we're coming from um, uh, what's it called the the Chinese place that we like going to Jay Garden. Jay Garden, you know how you, like you go up that ramp and then you take that left and then it go kind of curves around and you go onto I five. Well, I was on order. that. Yeah, I was on that ramp and uh, the semi was. I think there's a merging lane right before you get onto I five. The semi was kind of merging. And at first he like got in front of me. I was like, what a fucking dickhead. Like this dude just cut me off. Right. As I got on the freeway, all of a sudden I see this car spin out of control, go all the way to the left side of I-5, slam against the wall, come all the way back and slam again against the other wall. And they, their car perfectly aligned on the side of the highway so that the car that was coming towards it couldn't hit it head on. Mm. And I was like, maybe two cars behind it. And the thing, the person that caused the accident to happen was that fucking semi. Mm. And I was like, maybe that was like God putting him in front of me. Because if I was, if I had gotten in front of him, maybe this could have turned out completely different. Or I might've been that car that slammed into that. Yeah. I think about that often when it's like, uh, uh, to a lesser degree, but it's like I'll be speeding somewhere and all of a sudden some random ass car will get in front of me going slow as fuck. I'm like, yo, the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a few blocks later is a cop or some shit. I'm like, I, I, do, I do think about that sometimes. Like when somebody pulls in front of me and they're going super slow, I'm like, maybe this is a sign for me to be slowing down. Maybe I should. I've, I've been speeding and driving around a little too crazy. Maybe this is like God saying, hey, chill, bro. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if my first story fit with what you're trying to say. But then again, if I would have swerved a little sooner, maybe I could have fell off the side of the freeway. Who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that car might not have been there to stop us on the freeway, and I could have went somewhere completely else. Who knows? Right. I think my whole thing with connecting that to the memories thing was uh, the fact that sometimes memories might feel bad to us, like the circumstances might have been bad or whatever happened was bad, but the lesson or whatever that came out of it was for your own good now. Yeah, like so, like when we're going back and talking about like if you go back and feel something or re-experience something that was bad, I guess that's kind of the same feeling. Like I, I keep that feeling from that. Mm-hmm. 
And there's been a couple near-death experiences for me, to be honest with you. I ran over a Well, I didn't run over a ladder. The person I was with in the car ran over a ladder on the freeway. Yeah, like, there's wild. been a couple of times. There was one time when we were coming back from the cliffs, actually, and I was a passenger. And the person that I was with was driving like 115 miles an hour, like flying down this road. We're drunk as fuck because we just come back from the cliffs. And then we don't sit, like it, the, the road started going up like this and you don't see a car on the other side. He had to slam on his brakes super hard. And we almost hit that car. Like I think about some of those times where it's like, man, we really got lucky. Yeah. Just talking about these type of stories. I'm just like, kids are fucking stupid first. And second, I hope my kids aren't that stupid. Or I hope yeah. my kids have a fucking angel watching over something. Cause I know they're going to be crazy, man. Like I know they're going to be crazy. I just know. I feel it. You know, <laughs> I've seen how I've seen how Weston drives on Fortnite. <laughs> Shit. I just, I know how I was. And I feel like if they're anything like me, which they're half of me, you know, yeah, like, they're going to be crazy. So yeah, it's definitely interesting to look back on times and just be like, man, look at how reckless I was during this point in my life. And there's was definitely somebody or something watching over me. Cause there, there could have been so many times that shit just went completely left. And for whatever reason I was spared from it going left. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty interesting though. I just, I was thinking about that. I actually started thinking about that because Bryson Tiller was previewing some video about being out of time. And I was like, mm, that's interesting. Like being out of time. That is interesting. Yeah. Pray for Bryson. Pray for Bryson. I think it's just for, for, Oh, actually <laughs> the, the, the deluxe is coming out tonight. I think he's putting out five more songs or something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want to get into shout outs? Uh, yeah. Did I have a shout out? I swear I had a shout out. You want to get into some shout outs? Yeah. Um, shout out to Prime, who is Spice's man who finally got out of prison for uh, 22 years, I believe. Um, forgive me if I said that uh, the wrong amount of years. Either way, as long as fuck. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to both you guys. Uh, and I know you guys are you know out there being happy. I actually met him last weekend. Dope ass dude. Hella cool. Um, he might join us on the podcast at some point we're gonna you know talk about the specifics because i know he wants to kind of remain a little anonymous so we'll see but he's had a right. cool shout out to y'all and yeah definitely uh i see spice on instagram and she just seems super happy and i'm really happy that they're back together that's Hell super yeah. awesome um i had one shout out and two rest in peace to give this week so the shout out is for zach levine you know who zach levine is place for yeah. the bulls mm-hmm. he's from uh washington did you know that i didn't know that yeah, he's from Washington. He just got selected to his first All-Star game, so I want to give him a shout-out to that. It's really dope. Um, seems like in the last, like, maybe 10 or 15 years, the PNW has become, like, a hotbed for players, so it's really dope Yeah. Um, to see. He's actually averaging 28 points on 52% shooting this year, Jesus which is Christ. fucking insane. Yeah, so yeah. shout-out to him. Uh, my rest in peace this week, rest in peace to Ahmad Arbery. It's been a year um, since all of that stuff went down. And uh, Manuel Ellis. Emmanuel Ellis. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. I forgot about that one too. Yeah. So definitely uh, rest in peace to both of them. And then I also had rest in peace to Elijah McClain because today was supposed to be his his birthday. Mm. Elijah McClain. I don't, do you remember who that was? Uh, I'm assuming he was one of the cop killings. Yeah, he was. I, I can't remember if it was in Arizona or where it was, but he was the one that um, I think he had some mental health issues and the cops. Uh, he was like a 23 year old violinist. Yeah, like I it think was I know those you're talking about. super sad circumstances. Yeah, so rest in peace to him too today. I think he would have been 24 today. So rest in peace to him. Yeah, um, yeah that's pretty much all I had. Yeah, shout out to Prime too. Super mm-hmm. dope. Yeah, super, yeah. super dope having him on. Uh, yeah, so you can check us out on Mondays. 
on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on YouTube. You can watch us uh, com. Find us on IG and Twitter and all that other good jazz and Hell yeah. Thanks. And that's episode 69. <laughs>